0: Good morning from San Francisco. There is so much for you to be upset about, so much for them to be upset about. Hardly know where to start. I'm Mike Fisher, we are reporting from San Francisco, California, where uh, the Cowboys are a disaster relative to what the 49ers are. Uh, this is not the fishbowl, this is not the star, far from it. Uh, this is a hellhole for the Cowboys. Uh, Levi Stadium and this town and uh, this team uh, and this setting, the Cowboys are not on this level. That's the first big take. Cowboys suck. Cowboys aren't going to ever win another game. Cowboys. Should, not, that's that's not the realistic take. I understand the emotion. The realistic take is, for starters, the Cowboys are not anywhere close to the 49ers in terms of their level. And what's so troubling in part, among many other things that are troubling in the locker room, a lot of guys were, were pretty frank. That's good, I guess, not Micah, Micah's in denial and Like you, I have a great deal of respect for Micah Parsons, the football player, What he's turned himself into in a very short time. Um, this was a, this was a derailing of the MVP campaign. (laughs) It was that because he was as invisible as anybody on the Cowboys roster. And that's a long list. Uh, gosh, who played well? CJ Goodwin got off to a good start. Then he got hurt and wouldn't be seen again. And Kevontae Turpin got off to a good start. Then he got hurt and wouldn't be seen again. The Cowboys, two best special teams players, the only guys who played well for a quarter or so, and then they were hurt and they were gone. And Mike McCarthy after the game said, I'm not a burn the film guy. We'll watch it. You know, we got our ass kicked. We got a punch in the stomach, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but when they do watch the film, I'm I'm fascinated to see, and we're going to try to hustle back to Dallas so we can be part of the McCarthy conversation today. I'm I'm going to be fascinated to talk to coaches. Did did you see it? Who, who graded out like average? Anybody? Surely not the coaching staff. What became of the showdown? It became a beat down. What about Dak Prescott's motivational pledge to play pissed off all the Cowboys did here? And uh, you'll excuse me for talking dirty. They pissed. Yeah, they, they pissed their pants, uh, pissed off. Uh, they, they had to wipe off the urine off their pants and their leg as it went trickling down, pissed off. Uh, all they did was soil themselves. What about America's team joining the San Francisco 49ers who came in undefeated and now exit undefeated among the NFL elite? The final Sunday night football score here, 42 to 10, and this week five game wasn't even that close, tells you all you need to know about elite. And now come the immediate questions. Eventually come the questions about paying Dak. And we'll get to some of that this morning and, and much more long-term stuff. Two immediate questions. One ding. Can the Cowboys themselves admit to the reality? Not that they're the worst team in football, although it feels that way today, but the reality of the gap that exists between them and the 49ers and maybe the Eagles. At this moment, no thinking cowboy person inside that building can think that dallas is better than detroit or seattle forget san francisco and philly so one can the cowboys themselves admit to the reality and two ding once they do that if they do that what the hell else are they supposed to do Mike McCarthy called it humbling, a kick in the ass. He, he did say, and I guess I appreciate this. It clearly just shows where we are as a team. Correct. Dak said, not just humbling, the most humbling loss he's ever sustained. Dak also said, and this is going to be a major theme today. And we're going to write about it at CowboysSI.com. He, he raised questions wondering about this team's Ballyhooed locker room culture, Uh uh-oh, CD lamb asked about some of the same things. Didn't have very happy answers. Uh Oh, can the Cowboys admit to the reality? And once they do, what are they supposed to do? Along comes Micah. Now I'm not going to pinpoint singular blame. You shouldn't either. Although obviously owner, general manager, head coach, quarterback, it's football. That's the sport. That's the game. That's who gets the blame. And I get it. And they, they all deserve it. I'm not trying to pinpoint singularly Micah Parsons either except for his outrageous statement. And I quote, I don't think the 49ers are at a higher level than us. I think we're the same caliber, same caliber, playoff team, same talent. The score doesn't really show what happened out there. Boy, you're right about that, but not in the way you think Micah. Micah thinks the game was really close and the score doesn't indicate how close it was. And Micah thinks the two teams are really close and the outcome doesn't tell the truth. Micah, he, he's, this kid's too smart to believe this. So now, now you're lying to yourself. There's no way Micah Parsons believes that he got his ass kicked. And for the better part of 70 times, there's no way that Micah Parsons as bright and he's young, but he's bright and he's, and he's new, but he's experienced. Micah Parsons, who was an outstanding wrestler, just got pinned to the mat 70 times, cannot come away and say, I know that guy pinned me 70 times but I'm still as good as he is. That's ridiculous. Or if you do think that, then then you've caught the diseased part of America's team. America's team is is this wonderful, glorious, powerful, fantastic, fun thing, and it can be a disease. And this is it. I don't usually, by the way, use potty mouth language on here. Somebody on ESPN said the Cowboys uh, always bleep the bed, and uh, I, I wasn't a fan of that. But CeeDee Lamb said it in the locker room. So now, now, now a Cowboy player is saying it? At least CeeDee Lamb's being honest, brutally honest. Michael Parsons is not being honest. And Dak Prescott's only tiptoeing towards honesty. Dak was 14 of 24, 153 yards. He looked lost. Once you throw three interceptions in a game, we don't have to go through, oh, that one bounced, that one is right. Dak Prescott's cowboy offense looked lost and threw three interceptions. I said last night on social media, I just made an offhanded comment as I'm sitting there in the press box watching guys run routes, guys aren't getting very open. And a few of you errantly took that as a defensive Dak guys. And I see a couple of you trying to do it here saying that this guy missed a block or that guy dropped a pass is not a defensive Dak Prescott. It's a separate observation in and among itself. There is zero defense. For Dak Prescott's performance last night, there is no way that the Cowboys and the Joneses wake up this morning and call and open negotiations, reopen negotiations. Uh, uh, Mr. Dak, we, boy, howdy. Uh, we'd like to give you sixty million. Of course not. So don't. But your your own passion positive or negative, your DAC hate, such as it is, don't let that color what I think. Don't let that cause you to misinterpret what I think. Your DAC problem is your DAC problem. My DAC problem is my DAC problem. And my DAC problem is 14 of 24, 153 yards, three interceptions, looking completely lost, throwing once again into double coverage, not throwing receivers open. And here's the biggest thing, and this is the big picture one about Dak Prescott. We've now got increasingly, as the weeks go on, a bigger sample size. Again, this is year eight, a bigger sample size. Forget all the jokes. Forget this, this. This isn't a Stephen A. Smith joke hour. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in trying to analyze what happened and what's going to happen next. That's all. Uh, I try to do it somewhat dispassionately, but that's not easy, and I know it's not easy for you, and I get and appreciate your passion. But but I have my job to do, and then you can join me in this if you want to. In analyzing now a larger sample size, another new play caller slash offensive coordinator for Dak. He's had a few. Another new offense designed specifically to be tailored to the talents of Dak. Not about numbers, not about nicknames, not about t-shirts. Right now, really not about t-shirts. The $40 million quarterback, or for that matter, you know what? the $20 million quarterback, the anybody quarterback who is hoisted up and held up as he's a leader, he's a this, he's a that, must lift his team. We're now five weeks into this season. And Dak Prescott has yet to do that at all. Dak Prescott has not lifted his team, not once in five weeks. It's true that when the Cowboys got off to their 70 to 10 scoring start in the first two games, that there were certain things that weren't required of Dak Prescott at that time, that that ball protection and bus driving was sufficient I said it then, and I stand by it. But even then, there was opportunities to lift his team, and he didn't do it. Then he needed to do it at Arizona and couldn't do it. And over the course of four quarters here, well, actually not four quarters, since he got pulled for his own protection, mercifully, There was times over the course of this, almost four quarters, when the Dallas offense, which had just 197 total yards, just eight first downs, and just under 23 minutes with the ball. There was opportunities for Dak Prescott to do what a, not a great quarterback, what a good quarterback must do. Lift his team. He never did it. Never even came close to doing it, although in fairness, uh, the, the, throw and, the the teardrop throw-and-catch to Cavante was good. So, okay, he, hey, I take it back. Down a million to nothing, he threw a touchdown pass. Dak and the offense lost. Micah and the defense lost. 49ers jump out to a 14 or nothing lead early in the second quarter. They score the final 21 points of the game, too. That's quite a sandwich. And in between... They did enough to end up with 421 total yards, 25 first downs, and over 37 minutes of possession. They have twice as many, two and a half times as many first downs as the Cowboys had points. One of the bothersome things about this is how the Cowboys alternated between looking physically overmatched, bullied again, and clownish in their execution. Jason Price, Uncle Fish Premium. Dak makes me yak. How about that for a shirt? That's funny, but it's terrible and not funny. Byron with a $5 pitch in. fish couldn't understand why McCarthy left the starters in there after knowing the game was lost. You know, what occurred to me, guys are dropping like flies here. As I said last night on the uh, Uber ride home video, it felt like the varsity's beaten up on the junior varsity. Let's end this thing. Uh, Let's have a running clock because the varsity's hurting, the, the seniors are hurting the sophomores. Cowboys fan, $5 pitching, I hope Jerry doesn't give Dak another dime. Jerry had to have woken up this morning with, with what not to do on his mind, had to have. Eternal, $5 pitch in. This loss felt different. I'm sure the players feel the same way. This is a turning point where the coaches lose the locker room. It's a turning point. Eternal, That I think that's very astute of you. It's a turning point, a potential turning point, where the coaches need to not lose the locker room. Let's put it that way. Uh, Big Mike's been around, so uh, he, he gets that. I promise you he does. He's been in this circumstance before and he's rescued it before. That that is in terms of the locker room, not rescuing a good team and turning it into a great team and making it better than a great team that's clearly better than your good team every single time they play them. Ed T, $10 pitch in, no extension for Dak. San Francisco uses motion to get Debo lined up on a linebacker. Why can't we do that for CD Uh, out coaching a big game? I, I I do think out schemed, I do think out schemed works. I'll give you an example. Uh, and of course, uh, a big part of Cowboys nations want to do, do this to Dak and to big Mike, which is fair. Let's be double fair and do it to Dan Quinn and the defense too. Brock Purdy comes out there, and we talked about the pregame keys. Just, just disrupt him one time. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrevalida. He had the best game of his career. Best game of his career in the biggest game of the year. 17-24, to 24, 252, four touchdown passes, career-high quarterback rating, 144.4. And here's the scheme part. I thought the Cowboys took great pride, very specifically, in being tight end stoppers. They couldn't even find George Kittle. What are we doing? This is a Dan Quinn question today. And again, I put on social media that very thing. The Cowboys with drunk curse pride themselves on being tight end stoppers. And some, because Cowboys Nation's in a bad mood, people want to argue with me. Curse wasn't even on him on that play. I didn't say he was on him on that play. I said the Cowboys pride themselves, driven by Curse, his comments and his performance, to be tight end stoppers, and they're getting demolished by a tight end. And if your argument back is Curse wasn't even on him, my ping pong back to you is why not? Dallas falls to three and two. doesn't mean the season is over. But after three consecutive losses to the 49ers in three straight years, including two straight playoff failures in which this ownership management, this coaching staff and these core players have felt like they've taken great strides toward we're bigger, we're meaner, Blah, blah, we can scheme, we move this, we change it. It's the same. So, talking up a showdown isn't enough. Vowing to play pissed off isn't enough. Craig with a $2 pitch in. Thank you, Craig. Somebody pointing out that Hankins got off to Hankins got off to a good start. Maybe Hankins gets a good grade. Um pointing out the Cowboys draft decisions is fair today. They they they're they're getting no help, no real help from the first or second round picks. Stang. Outmanned, outplayed, out-schemed, out-hustled, out-everything. Give me cash, $5 pitch, and this offense looks scared. This might not trust Dak to open up the offense. It's a fair question. The offense is designed to be Dak-friendly. And must require, at some point, from the quarterback, like any offense does, to be lifted by the quarterback. I'll, I'll, I'll scheme a guy open, but you got to throw him open. I'll and say you, I'll throw him open. Why don't you scheme him open? We're <laughs> not, we're not getting either one of them. Cash, thanks for the pitching. Sir Barrington, little sir, with the five dollar pitching. Can anyone in authority keep Micah quiet? The dumb comments. And the podcast enough is enough. Meanwhile, someone needs to get to CD lamb. He's checking out. I got no argument with you, sir. There is a time and a place for confidence and arrogance and good humor. This ain't it with Micah. And there's no time and place for confidence and arrogance and good humor. There's no time and place for confidence and good humor sprinkled with some some arrogant ignorance. And, and this, where, this is where the leader of this defense is now. The leader of the offense is lost. The leader of the defense is suffering from a weird case of arrogant ignorance. You are not good. Not compared to them. Craig, $5 pitching. Cooks did get linebacker coverage once and burned the linebacker for four to five yards. Dak threw it two yards out of bounds. Again, and it's a good point. It's a valid point. So when I say the Cowboys receivers had a tough time getting open, I don't mean never. I just mean tough time. BJ is on to something. I'll close with this. This is a, this is a annual Cowboys issue and the the media is part of it. That's me, Jeremy Hollingsworth. Does Lance compete against Dak next year in camp? Does Lance win the job? There's no way based on, based on where we are today that you project Trey Lance to be a difference maker today, but that's because as we're standing here today to move away from DAC or to move off of DAC or to put DAC in the freezer costs you 59 million dollars today the annual issue isn't about being just good just good isn't all that terrible it's not good enough but it's not all that terrible the annual issue is We're the greatest defense you ever saw. We've put in a new offense and you're not going to believe how great we are. Got to look in the mirror, man. And Dak Prescott needs to look in the mirror. people that pay Dak Prescott need to look in the mirror and the leader of the defense needs to look in the mirror. I, I, I would be concerned if I was you that Micah is falling into the same trap, if you will, that in a way Dak has fallen into where we're just saying stuff. I know that many of you believe, and I, that maybe last night was a little different. I mean, Dak's talking about an examination of the locker room culture last night. That was a little different. But, you know, you know we're, culture, brotherhood, pissed off, you, you, you're getting to the point where, where Dak comes across as if he's just saying these things by rote. And now, in Chimes Micah, who saying, Dak says he's boring things by rote. Here comes Micah saying these outrageous things by rote, and none of them, none of it has any value whatsoever right now to a cowboy team that is not on the same planet with the 49ers. Fish out.